Welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm thrilled to welcome onto today's call Noah Kagan. Noah is the founder of AppSumo and eight other million-dollar businesses. Before that, he was number 30 at Facebook, number four at Mint, and he's also the author of Million Dollar Weekend, which as of the time of this recording is in pre-order, but will be available everywhere where you can find a book and buy it shortly. So without further ado, Noah, welcome to In the Trenches. Thank you. This is coming out 1.30, right? Around January 30th? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm in the trenches, man. I just got out of a meeting where someone quit at AppSumo, someone's overwhelmed, and it's a Tuesday. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, I'm in the trenches, you know, do my best to also promote the book while, while running a full-time uh, company. Well, it's it's awesome. I, this is one of the reasons I love people who I um, admire. When I love that they write books because I think it gives them an opportunity to get on podcasts like these. Otherwise, it'd be very hard to reach you. So I'm grateful that you're writing the book for that reason. You and Seth Godin were my top two. So I got Thank Seth you, already, and you're and now I've got you. So this is great. So we're going to use the- You got all the bald guys. Check. That's right. <laughs> all the bald marketers are, are checked. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, for everyone out there, what's interesting is like, how do you create anything that makes sense to go talk about something? And that, that was actually an interesting surprise of this book is that's been such a good excuse to go on other shows. So for everyone who's whatever business, like what can you make that gives you a reason to go talk to people? And yeah. definitely Million Dollar Weekend has been helpful for that. Yeah, I was looking back through my emails and realizing that I think one of the first, I signed up reading your stuff back in 2013. So it's been quite the journey. And you were talking about like a beef jerky business challenge or something like that. So I was just getting a kick out of that going back through the old emails. So I've been following you for a while. And one of the things that I've always admired was that you did document everything you did. You kind of just shared it very raw. I feel like that's kind of the theme of the book as well. But maybe you can tell people a little bit about that. Yeah, I've always enjoyed being public and regardless of your business, who are the most of your listeners? Are they agencies? Are they lawn care providers? Entrepreneurs, um, probably authors, coaches, and kind of creators, that space. Yeah, I, I was surprised. You know, if you think about best-selling books of all time, a lot of them are, are recipes. And you're like, well, don't they already come to my restaurant? And they just, no, but you can actually sell what you do behind in the kitchen as part of your business. And we had that experience at AppSumo where, you know, AppSumo is the number one software deal site for solopreneurs. And I remember we made a video talking about how we grew it. And that was our first real six-figure product. And so for, for everyone there in their own businesses, you know, one, what is your unique angle? I think most people just put themselves out there and they're like, no one's really listening. I'm like, yeah, because you suck. Like, there's no reason to listen. <laughs> but what's something that exciting for people to hear or see about how you're doing your stuff? And I just did a 48-hour business challenge using only people on my phone. I didn't use social media. I didn't use my email list. And what's surprising and what reality is, no matter the size of your business is you don't need a big following to have big success. And I thought that was so interesting for everyone to realize, like, you can just get going, start putting yourself out there. In the book, we talk about law of 100, which is put out 100 posts before you can even quit. And for me, frankly, by putting myself out there, it's just been such a cool life, man. I feel so lucky because it's put me in a place. I know your name. I've crossed paths with you. I think we met at a conference. Yep. Uh, just because putting myself out there and it besides money or opportunities, it's just the the connections that I've been able to have with people uh, by being public has been fun. And uh, it's also helped me be a better writer, a better promoter. And, and I, frankly, I've really enjoyed it. Even if, if not a lot of people were watching or a ton are, I'd still do it. Well, I also read you just posted um, a newsletter email about it. And I know what you also mentioned it kind of in the book, too. You talk about your almost successes, but also kind of the pain and embarrassment that came from, say, being fired from Facebook. But I noticed like kind of a message where it's like, again, somebody like you, where you look at from the outside, you are, you are very successful. You, you've achieved quite a, a tremendous amount. 
I think a lot of people would be very, it's just, I think that's very apparent, right? But it sounds mm. like you still struggle with internal monologue at times that makes you think maybe I can't do this or, or what am I doing? So I'm just curious, can you share that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think for all of us, when do we feel proud of ourselves, right? Like I just got this YouTube plaque for a million subs and it's still in the box. I haven't opened it. And it's not, that never got me excited out of, to get out of bed. I was never getting out of bed saying, I need to do YouTube so I can get a million followers and finally feel good about who I am. I really just focused on, am I putting videos that support and encourage underdogs on their business journey and that, I, and also I enjoy it. And as well, now it seems like there's some external validation. And so I think my journey over the 20s and 30s were mostly trying to get externally validated, you know, kind of have yeah. my daddy say he loves me and he's proud of me. And then externally, you know, for reals and having externally like money that now I'm, I'm someone and you realize none of it matters ultimately. And you realize like the external stuff is really, it's, you're chasing it. You're always chasing it. And so in the past few years, it's really, how do I chase inside, right? Like if this book sells 10 copies or a thousand or a hundred thousand or a million, I'm just really proud of it. I'm really, 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 really proud of it. And I'm excited to tell you about it. Cause I, I do believe it can make, it can change someone's life in a very short amount of time. And so in terms of all of us feeling good about ourselves is trying to think about what's the hard thing I can work on. And then how do I just take a step today, like something right now to start moving towards that. You know, I would say what this book is, is really everyone being able to realize what they can actually do. Yeah. Knowing that it exists, right? Knowing that there's this level of life that maybe each person wants to get to, like maybe it's living abroad or maybe it's just having a side hustle or maybe it's having a family and having the time to choose how they want to live, realizing that exists and then taking the step towards that today. And I, I think for myself, yeah, it was, it was more external in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. It's now, you know, doing the things that I just really want to spend more time for myself doing, like being present for my girlfriend, uh, being present, sharing this book, and then having the schedule and the, the lifestyle that I like to live. And yeah, it doesn't happen overnight for everyone out there who's like, oh, I don't feel good about myself, or I'm jealous, or I want to live Noah's life, or I want to live this other person's life. Like, great, let that be your, your compass. And then how do you do the things for yourself that will help you lead to eventually get to that path or maybe a new path that, that'll surprise you? Yeah. Well, one of the messages that really resonated with me in the book was the now, not how approach. Just kind of yeah. like, like instigate, like get after it, just do it. Um, don't overthink things, don't overcomplicate them. And you wrote, power comes when you automatically implement. Yeah. Right? Confidence comes. I think it's confidence even. Yes. It's like that feeling of where we feel good about ourselves. Well, how come that resonated with you? Because I, as a, a person who from the military then went into this stuff, I had like zero discernible skills. So again, reading guys like you, I think it was um, Nev Medora, his stuff. Yeah. Like it was very like it, back at that time when blogging was kind of like peaking. It was like, I felt like I could get access to all this knowledge that was inaccessible to a guy like me prior to that. So it was like, we were living through this time period that was very exciting. And I was like, you know what? I had so many reasons that I shouldn't be trying to do this. But I've always just tried to live by that, like, just do it. So I kind of block out the negative Good thoughts in my head and, and get after it. So that really resonated with me. And I'm curious how you, if you implement that in your, say, company culture at AppSumo or any of your other businesses, I know you take that with you, but does that dissolve down to the team? Yeah. You don't want people rushing off really quickly in the wrong direction. <laughs> I was thinking about my cousin. He's in the Air Force. So thank you for serving as well, Tom. And he wants to start a business. And I sent him a million dollar week and I made him buy a copy. And then I sent him a, a PDF. And he texted me literally like two hours ago. And he's like, hey man, I had this idea for a product. I don't wanna share his idea. Yeah, and, yeah. and then he's like, I just Googled it and someone else already did it. And I was like, every idea has already been done. Yes. <laughs> every idea has already been done. There's also 
thousands of restaurants serving food. Just because there was one restaurant doesn't mean you can't have other restaurants in a city. And now it's it's realizing though, like you're in the military or he's in the service. Can you do that product for service people? Yeah. Is there some angle or even getting going? And so about moving quickly is just not spending a lot of time and money to find out something that no one wants, which I've done a lot of in my, in my professional career. And so, you know, some examples, let's take my, my nephew or my, my cousin, excuse me. If he has this idea for a product, can you reach out? It's for, for people with kids. Can you reach out to other parents literally right now and say, hey, I've got this idea. Here's what it's going to look like. Will you PayPal me, Venmo me, or, you know, military money, crypto money, whatever you want to call it, send it to me right now. So that, that's one way on an individual level uh, that you can just get going. On a second side, let's take AppSumo, which is a bigger scaled business at this point. You know, we call things test and invest. And so I've definitely made decisions where, like, for instance, I said for Black Friday two years ago, we should spend a million dollars giving it out to partners. And we definitely made about $10,000 back. So that was a very quickly bad decision that I made. I've done a lot of those. But for we have plus customers, which are VIP customers at AppSumo. They spend the most and, and yep. they, they buy a lot of products for, for their businesses. We have an idea of giving them credit. So if, as long as you're a, a plus customer, you spend $100, we're going to give you back $100 in credit. Now, instead of just doing that really quickly right now, and we don't know if it's going to work, how do we test it super, super quick to see if it's actually going to make a difference for the plus customers and then be able to model it out? So Ullman and Mitchell on the team and Katie sent an email to non-buyers and to former plus customers, people who canceled and said, hey, we're going to give you free credit if you come back. Will you come back? And you could just send an email right now and see if that happens. And 17% of people said yes, and they paid to come back. So now we can do a quick model, and then the engineering team can actually build out that feature into the business. Instead yeah. of, hey, we're going to do this whole feature, we're going to give credits, we're going to do all this stuff, and then you launch it, and no one wants it, which is what I'd say most entrepreneurs end up doing. And I just find that I've wasted so much time and money on my intuition uh, yes. when you don't have to. And, th and those are two examples of how people can move right now. And I think the now not how mindset, what I've even, a good way to practice it is just on stupid shit. So like I just pulled my car into the driveway this morning. I was coming back from the pharmacy and uh, the yoga mat was in the garage and I was like, oh, I'll get it later. And I was like, what about right now? It's like, yes. damn you. Um, you know, so just, and you, you can practice it on silly things so that when you want to do it in your business stuff, you know, it helps you skip past the fear because you're like, well, I have to worry. How do I, no, no, just go do it. And then you don't worry about that. There's fear as a part of it. Um, this is a, there's also a thing about prioritization, which I, I don't think we should get into, but again, especially getting going, it's limit that time and just do it. And then you're not even going to be afraid. You're just going to find out the results and the reality, which frankly will build confidence and motivation. Yeah. Or what would you say to, cause you've talked about how you've started things and they failed. You failed a lot. Obviously you've started things. They've been successful. Have you ever found yourself in kind of the, uh, you know, middling success or stuck in kind of like no man's land? Um, or what would you say to entrepreneurs who find themselves there? If you kind of know what I'm getting at, like where it's not, it wasn't a complete failure, but maybe it wasn't like a big enough success where kind of you got the, the great momentum coming in and you know, as a banger, like this is going to win, but it's just kind of like, it, what are you asking for yourself? Ooh, good question. So I, I have a couple things where I feel like I've gotten them to a point <laughs> and it's like, it feels like no man's land. It feels like it wasn't a flop. But if for me to get it to that next level, feels like I would have to be an outsized level of investment maybe to get it there. And I'm not sure if it would happen or if it makes sense to just kind of cut sling load and move on to the next thing. Of all the things you have going on, what's working best? A little subjective, but how would you, I mean, you could define that, but what of all these projects is, the effort is disproportionate to the result. Yeah. So I'd say, uh, yeah. So some of the things I do look at, I have a couple smaller projects, like some of the core stuff, um, you know, it exists in the background. I don't do much with it. I'm starting out like a new um, subscription 
newsletter just to test that out. And it's, again, got about 50 people signed up for it. So I'm like, okay, good, good start. But I'm like, well, how long do I try to grow this? Like, Because it feels like I got to get to 100 or 200 people for it to be like, okay, yeah, we can do this. We can make this happen. Right. How many things do you have going on? You have this podcast, you have course, you have a subscription newsletter, like how many things? Ballpark? Got a kind of a discount deal sites business, WordPress web hosting company, okay. <laughs> um, and a couple other things here and there. Which one of those is making the most money? Um, the discount deals. And then if now it's January 9th. By the time this book comes out on January 30th, which of those, of, you have six things going on, it sounds like, or maybe five. Yeah. Which could you double in the next 21 days? If you that can only be, do one. Um, I suppose the one that is probably the most successful. We have the most resources. We have the biggest list, the most customers with it right now. We have the biggest team around that. We're shy of that seven figures, Mark. Uh, again, I just wonder though, like, can I get it beyond that or not? So I have these, these the oh. thoughts of doubt. And, and what stopped you from focusing on that? Uh, the idea of putting all my eggs in one basket and being a little nervous that if, if I go all in and I fail, that would be crushing, you know, soul crushing. So... But it's doing, how much money is it doing? It sounds like it's doing like 600,000. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, what I've noticed from myself and is that the, all the richest people, and this is what I've done for my interviews and all of my wealth has always come from one thing. But most people, especially starting out, are trying to diversify way too prematurely. Mm. Like if you think about AppSumo, you know, $80 million a year plus business now. Yeah. It's still the same thing, which is get deals on great software products and promote it. Yes. And every other thing we've tried to try, like do around it has never really, you know, been significant. And if you look at billionaires, let's even go beyond that. Like Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, take John Paul DeJoria, any of these guys, it's really just one thing. And so, you know, at 800,000, it doesn't sound like you have to diversify. It feels like you have to double down because you have something working. Yeah. So I would, I would think about if you actually focused and more of your time was on the thing that's winning and less on these losers or these midwayers. Yeah. You know, how much further ahead it could be a $2 million business by the end of this year, if not quicker. Yeah. Dang. So what are you afraid of? I'm afraid of uh, investing time and, um, or it, it, like putting everything into it and not working out. Like, whereas I feel like, oh, I've got it to a good level now. Now maybe I start some of these other things to diversify, but kind of coming back to your point, it's yeah. probably a little too soon. As I've gotten older, my favorite businesses are the ones that work. Yeah. <laughs> and if you think about it, you have this thing that's winning. I would say an almost million dollar business. I don't know your profit. I don't know how you operate. I don't even know what the business is, but you have an $800,000, $900,000 thing. And now you have this newsletter and the newsletter's got 50 subs. How much is that? Yeah. Like 50 bucks? I'm making about 500 bucks a month on that. Okay. So you're making $6,000. I'm not, by the way, I'm not hating on it. I'm just asking yeah, yeah, the yeah. question. Yeah, and no, reflecting. You have this thing that's making 6,000 a year and you have this thing making 800, 900,000 a year. You know, even if you do a 10% improvement on one of them, that's, you know, $600 or the other one, that's $80,000. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of times the way I, I like to approach it is that it, it feels risky to you. And, and when I was starting AppSumo, I was so worried about messing everything up and losing everything. And so I started like a YouTube channel and I started my own newsletter. So I'm like, well, if AppSumo goes out of business, at least I'm not totally screwed. So I, I do understand that. I wonder, and this is what I encourage you to think about as an experiment. All right. This month, I'm going to only do this for this month. And just yeah. see what happens at the end of the month. And I think you'll be surprised. And then you'll be like, like at AppSumo, we're cutting a lot of things, right? So yeah. like email badge, gone. Meet fam, gone. And AppSumo briefcase, gone. Like we try a lot of things, but I think the bigger difference is we stop doing a lot of things. Yeah. So I wonder if you think of it more as an experiment and commit this month, next 20 days, like I'd be impressed and surprised how far you can actually get with it. And 
to be clear, same thing happened with AppSumo. When I started AppSumo, the problem I was really excited about, I was excited to promote small businesses. Small, uh, yeah. I wanted to promote small businesses. So I, I launched four different products around it. I launched softwaretaco.com. I launched rewardlevel.com. I tried to do an offline version and I did AppSumo. It was four different things, all the same problem, which is promoting software deals. And after a month, it was like, okay, let's keep doing four. And it was like, this is really hard to grow all of them. If you water all four equally, then all four get kind of average results. Yes. And then we were like, well, this one, this AppSumo thing we're, is already kind of working. We don't have to do that much. Let's just stop these and then put all the water on that. And then, you know, you keep doing that over a very long period of time. And you guys are already doing great. You know, who knows how far you can be if, if that's what you want. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's, uh, it's good. It's good to hear it. Um, yeah. I, I, again, these are great questions because I, I, you know, I don't know that I'm alone in it, but it, it's sometimes that's it. It's the fear. It's the, will I screw this up? Maybe even a worry that like, oh, I've already reached the highest level I could take this to. And so I'm just going to go, go to this other thing and distract myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do you have more fun <laughs> with the main thing? Because I noticed for myself, yeah. whenever I'm not doing the main thing, it's like, well, what's, what's holding me back from that? Like, how can I make it more fun? What do I need to change? Why am I getting bored? How do I find someone to maybe run it that's not bored? You know, with AppSumo, I was bored for many years and I was like, oh, I'll get someone else to run it. And then it's like, okay, well, what do you need to make it exciting for yourself? And I was like, oh shit, related to what it's currently doing, not a brand new thing. We can actually do a lot more in this. And now I'm like, I, it's funny, I've been doing 14 years. I'm more excited now than ever. And I think that's a really interesting point for others. Awesome. It's like, how do you create that excitement for yourself? Because business success is boring. Yeah. Like newbies and people starting, not you, you're, you're already way beyond that, which I'm, I'm impressed with. So they're like, oh, I'm going to try a new thing. I'm going to try a new thing. I'm going to keep, it's like, dude, you know what successful is? Doing boring ass shit over and over for a very long period of time. <laughs> yes. And then figuring out how to make it interesting for yourself. Yes. Like think about a fucking uh, professional football kicker. Yeah. You ever thought about this professional football? That guy's literally, my, my, I bought my house from a professional football kicker. That's why. Yeah. Shout out Dustin Hopkins. <laughs> And uh, literally the whole day, eight hours a day is kicking a ball on a field. Like, do you know how boring that must be? Like, and literally the whole job is like two minutes, maybe one minute yeah. a week. Like yeah. that has got to be the most boring job on the planet. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, if you could stick with it though, they make three to $5 million a year, you know, yeah. depending on, on where they are, maybe two to five. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think if we can mirror that in, in a professional setting, like having success as an entrepreneur is available for everyone. You don't have to have a, a physical ability. So let me, let me ask you this question then. How do you properly then kind of like, or what would you recommend in terms of like not letting those kind of things weigh you down? Like the burden of incomplete things or even projects that didn't go as far as you wanted to take them. Like if I were to kind of cut, a, cut out some of these things right now, like how would, what would be your advice for something like that? So I'm not risky. I don't think entrepreneurship is risky. I think risky is literally living a life you don't want to live or having a job with a boss you hate. Like someone just quit uh, yesterday and I liked him. I think he did a good job at AppSumo, but I'm like, you should do the life you want to live. And if it's not what we can help you do, great. So I wouldn't tell you to go stop all these other projects. I think that's naive and stupid. I would say test out for, do everything. But if you can dedicate 80, 70, 90% of the week, maybe three, how many days a week do you, you putting on this directory thing? Um, probably about, we'll say 15 hours. Yeah. So if you did 20 for this yeah. month, or if you did 25, something, I, I think people try to go all or nothing way too much but just did an extra day of it or an extra half hour of it, I would try it out for 20 days and you'll, then you'll be like, wow, it really made a difference, which it will, I promise you. Then make the call to stop these other things. That's awesome. I think that might be helpful for you, Tom, is think about what an exciting future can look like. Yeah. Like, holy, and I always write out a fantasy list and I have it on my phone. I look at it often. If you have that as well, I think you're like, holy shit, I can have a $2 million business where I'm making all this money and I'm doing these things in my day and I'm like going motorcycling or maybe you're going jet skiing. You look like a jet ski guy. 
<laughs> I like everyone likes jet skis. That's right. No one's ever frowning on a jet ski. I'll tell you that. That's right. And yeah, but if you have that, then you're there's a reason. I, I think some of these gurus or people out there are like, make more money to make more money. It's like, why, dude? I want right. to live. Exactly. We're not on a planet in space just to try to create dollars to do nothing with it. Yes, I agree 100%. All right. Well, so then let me to wrap this up because I know your time is precious. You said you actually mentioned this. You talk about your freedom number, which reminds mm. me of Nassim Taleb. He talks about money, which mm. also in that book is not necessarily that you have to have millions. He talks about the taxi cab driver who can have money. The principle being that if you just kind of live within kind of quote unquote your means, but you don't kind of you don't kind of live that bigger lifestyle. That's one way to think about it. But the other is the way you kind of put it was kind of what's that baseline number to achieve that particular goal? Freedom for you was it sounded like three thousand dollars a month when you first yeah. started. What was it for you? It was actually pretty similar because when I got out of the right. army, I was like I just needed to cover my bills. I took a year off to go travel, so it's like I just want to come back not in debt. So that was my number. It was about three thousand dollars, two or three thousand dollars a month. And by the end of that year, I, I had gotten that. So I kept doing it. I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to give it one more year. And Good then, for you. Know, then, Good for yeah. you. What I recognize through myself and through literally tens of thousands of other people is people, everyone would like to be a millionaire. I don't think there's anyone in the world who's like, no, I like to be pretty poor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think most people would take more money if they, they could, all things considered. And, but what most people don't do is they don't get the first dollar. They don't get going on that. And what I found is by just having a very small achievable number that is the monthly amount you need to live comfortably or relatively comfortably, you can achieve it easier than you think. And then when you realize you can achieve that, you can quit your day job like you did. And like, you know, guys like Pat, who's featured on the back of this book, he was an early reader. He's in the group. He literally just quit his job and posted about it. Knowing that number is small, then I, same with me, I quit both my jobs that I started my side hustles, which have became million dollar businesses. And then you could do the thing you want to do. And that's how also how you end up making the most amount of money. But I think yeah. when people realize it needs to be smaller and achievable, it helps it make it more realistic that they can actually get there, which I do believe if everyone follows the process, they will be able to get there. Yeah, I love that. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being on In the Trenches, Noah, man. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate your advice. I appreciate that you're just very raw and- um, Thank you, man. Just yourself with everything. And uh, it's, it's very appreciated. I'm just going to tell everybody, pick up the book. It's very good. I highly encourage picking it up. Um, and I know you got one of your favorite authors to co-write it with you, right? I did. I did. I got Tall Roz. He wrote yeah. uh, Never Split the Difference. And I, I loved him. So I cold emailed him and he didn't reply. And then I messaged him on LinkedIn and he replied and then convinced him um, through sheer annoyance yes. to try to write a book with me. And you know, three years later, I have a book where you know, I think for all of us, it's it's some what's something challenging that we want to do for ourselves and realizing that we can actually do it. You know, you for with your businesses and myself with this business. And, you know, we feel really proud of ourselves, whether you get a million subs or one sub, whatever that is, uh, or a million dollars or just even, you know, $100 a month. Realizing we can all do it is, is super, is super cool. And, and listen, that doesn't always happen instantly. You know, you could start it instantly, but you just got to keep going and going. And eventually, like yourself, like, you know, I have a, almost a million dollar business, which is super cool. Yeah, I just got to keep grinding. I, I think what I'm recognizing is find something where it's not a grind. You know, yes. my, my business partner, I just, I, I meet with him twice a week for just checking in on things. Uh, his name is Chad. And he's like, man, you seem really in your element. I'm like, yeah, I just love this. <laughs> I love this. Like, you know, I did a 48 hour challenge two days ago, starting a business in 48 hours to prove anyone could do it. And um, I love the book. I think we put together something with someone like, you know, especially with your feedback and others put together something really special. And you know, my, my career is living in America and Spain and talking about a book, promoting software deals, interviewing rich people, yeah. trying to help everyone live their own dream lives. Like, that's a pretty sweet gig. Like, 
I keep waiting for the landlord to kick me out, but, uh, <laughs> and I, I think when we realize there's different levels and we all have the ability to live on these different levels, maybe not immediately, yeah. but recognizing that there can be that level. And then, you know, you start getting started right now, as we talked about earlier, then yep. you can be at that. And I think that's something I wish, I wish I would have known earlier, like, Hey, you're going to get to the destination and there is a cool destination for you, but like, let's enjoy and not be so stressed or so much anxiety uh, along that path. Yes. Oh, that's great advice. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, Noah. Thank you for being on In the Trenches, man. I really appreciate it. Same, man. Thanks for having me. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating review. Just go to tomworkus.com slash iTunes, and that'll take you to iTunes where you can leave a five-star rating review. And that really helps spread the word about this podcast. And finally, if you need help growing your online business or generating new traffic leads and sales at a profit, reach out to me at tom at tomworkus.com or head over to the website tomworkus.com and sign up for the free newsletter. That's it for today. Stay frosty.